for just for any reason, just to get people excited about what God's going to do in, in our lives. I'm anticipating um, uh, that it's going to be awesome for me. And to be honest, you guys can be praying for me. Um, I'm going to be speaking about vision again in the mornings, and I need I need God to make that clear. I've been praying about that for a long time, and so be praying for me. Be praying for Pastor Kenny. But Jasmine, if you want to come up, I want you to share real quick about what God uh, did in your life last year at Fall Retreat. That's okay. I'm like shaking right now because I'm so cold and I wanted to boycott the fall because I like summer and so I'm in this but I'm also cold all the time and it's really cold in here so hey but um <laughs> but um so the fall retreat was really big for me last year if you guys remember like around this time last year I was like super like in and out didn't really know like what I wanted I um had been following the Lord like my basically since I was like seven years old um, but I'd fallen away, and it was during my sophomore year, so I was, like, trying to, like, get back into my relationship with the Lord, but because of the life that I was living, like, back at school, I would, like, come here, and, like, I would get to learn, like, a little bit, but I could, like, easily, like, run back to school and just get caught up in work and school and friends, um, so God was, like, sharing a lot with me during that time, and he was weighing a lot of heavy things on me, but because I was, like, distracting myself, I couldn't hear him clearly, so the retreat was really big for me because just being able to get away from the world. Um, and I got to hear from God clearly, like what he was saying to me. Um, so it was just really huge. And the main thing that he was telling me in my life was to have unity with him and like unity with the body and just with people. Um, and so it was just like a crazy thing for me to hear um, and just like come to terms with my circumstances and just um, getting to know that like Christ was my life and it was okay. So it was a huge turning point for me and my faith. And it like started like a lot of momentum I've just got, like, changing my life, which, like, is still, like, I'm still having the blessings of it, like, to this point. Like, say, dance team was, like, the biggest thing of my life at the time, and, like, I'm not on dance team anymore, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. But um, it was a huge blessing for me just because I got to feel the love of being um, with God's people and just, oh, stop. And just, uh, <laughs> and just, I just got to learn so much from God, so it was crazy. Um, probably, like, another thing I need to point on it, um, Whenever I had, like, been hearing about it, like, hearing the announcements for it, but I was like, ooh, that's something I don't want to go to because I know that, like, God's going to change my life. Um, but I had Miss Melissa. I don't know where she is. Hey, girl. Um, she was, like, harking on me to, like, that I need to go. Um, but I was just like, oh, yeah, I can't. Which, actually, I remember, like, I had, like, I have two jobs. So with both jobs, I had shifts. And I had two tests. So I was like, yep, can't go. Sorry. Um, but then I was finally just like, okay, I'll just pray about it. And one of my tests got canceled, and then um, the other one became optional. And then um, one of the like offices that I work at, like the whole office closed for one of the days. So, and I didn't sign up until two days before, which don't do that because Daniel would not like that. <laughs> but um, like the office that I was working at, like closed for the day. And then like someone, um, like as soon as I asked for someone to take my other shift, it just like happened immediately. So, like, God, like, made that clear. So, if one of your reasons is because of school and work, it's not true. God's going to work it out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but praise God. That was just, like, a huge part in my life of just being able to reopen my relationship with the Lord and um, getting to hear from him. There you go. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to have Miles read uh, the passage for us today. 
So turn to Romans chapter 9 while I try to get situated here. Romans chapter 9 is where we'll be. So if you haven't been with us through the Romans series, it's been really good. Um, there's been, uh, I'll get to you in a second. There's been a lot that God has been uh, showing us. And we're in a place right now where some of the stuff is a little bit doctrinally heavy. So be ready today. There will still be some trudging here. Okay, so because I want you guys to be sure of what the Word of God says. Uh, there's a lot of people that doubt uh, what this passage is saying or struggle with it or get the, even the impression that God uh, is, uh, is wicked and, uh, and that the God of the Bible is, uh, is wicked. And so we want to be very careful about how we read this. But before we do that, I want to say this. I'm a, I'm a teacher at Lee Summit West High School. If, it, if anybody who's ever been to Lee Summit West, like went there for school, um, you know, and have a, have a connection. Yeah, raise your hands. Be proud, Titans. Look at all these Titans. I know, I know we've got some Lee Summit North people with us. Yeah, yeah, Alvaro went there. Now, and, uh, I don't know if you guys heard in the news or not, but uh, there was a student at Lee Summit North uh, who on Friday morning before school started shot herself and committed suicide at the school. Now, um, crazy, huh? As a teacher, it's, it's particularly personal, like, you know, what happened. Um, as a student in Lee Summit, it's particularly personal. And uh, we need to be very sure uh, that, that this is not what God wants. This is, this is the type of thing that Satan wants. And um, if he can convince us that life is, is meaningless, then he's won. And if he can convince us that we don't have a choice, which is what our message today is about, that we don't have a choice, that, that the cards that have been dealt to us just are, hmm. then we are, of all people, most miserable. Yeah. And I want to say this, that there aren't people in this world that are just damned, okay? But that we have, we have the choice through Jesus Christ to be set free from the burdens that, that, that so desire to shackle us and keep us bound up and imprisoned and distracted. So we serve a God that sets people free. Yeah. And pray for freedom in, um, in Lee Summit. Pray for freedom in your schools. There are people everywhere that are thinking about suicide, that are thinking evil thoughts, that even just live a life that's just dead. They just live a life that's dead. And their, their, their every day is a struggle for them. They're just making it through. Mm -mm. That's not what Christ has for us. No. And so I'm going to have Miles pray about that after he reads for us from Romans chapter 9. So please open up the Bible and be ready uh, to read along with him, please. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed for Christ, for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom, uh, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all the God blessed forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, 
These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. Lord, um, thank you for being personal, God. Um, man, just to know uh, what you, that you renamed Jacob, Lord, that uh, what, what you called us to, uh, God, that you adopted us as sons and daughters, Lord, that you loved us so much that you died for us, Lord, um, that our life has a purpose, God, that we have hope, Lord, um, that we have love and joy and peace and comfort, Lord. Um, God, that you gave us your word and your mind and, and your heart for our life, God. Uh, so, Lord, we do pray for Brandon uh, as he, he preaches your word, God, uh, that he would communicate clearly, Lord, uh, but more importantly, Lord, that you give us uh, just ears to hear uh, and, and eyes to see, Lord, to know that you have something for us, God, uh, that you desire to speak to us today through your word, God. Um, Lord, help us to be attentive. Lord, help us to, uh, to, to use critical thinking and to truly ponder uh, how this applies to our life, Lord. Uh, God, we pray that you challenge us, Lord. We, we, we pray that you move us, Lord. We pray that you conform us to your image, God that you change our lives radically, God, that we're able to take us into the week um, and, and live a life for you, Lord, to even just hear the testimonies uh, before baptism uh, of how it took uh, multiple contacts with the body of Christ and, and how that completely rocked people's world, Lord, and, and changed their lives, God. We, we thank you for, for using us, Lord, and we beg and plead, Lord, that you continue to use us, Lord. Humble us now uh, under your word. Thanks, man. I love you, too. Um, all right. We ready? This is good. This is good. Jeremiah, are you awake? Do you have a sunburn? Yeah. That's odd. You don't go outside like that. Wow. Your parents were slave driving you yesterday? You went to Norwood, didn't you? Okay. Good to see you. All right. Let's do it. Okay. The Romans. The book, the epistle to the Romans. Okay, now, if you haven't been with us, which a lot of you haven't, there's a lot of new faces in here. This is going to be like very foreign if I just jump right into this. Okay, so we have to understand what is, what is the book of Romans about? What is, what is this letter that Paul wrote to the Romans about? It's a very uh, contentious time in the early church when this letter was being written. Okay, and the apostle Paul the apostle to the Gentiles has yet to even be to Rome. He hasn't even been there yet. So he sends a letter ahead of himself in anticipation that he'll be going there. And when he writes this letter, he already knows some of the rumors about what's going on in Rome. Okay, in Rome, it's a really unique situation. It's a metropolitan city, a lot like Kansas City or maybe even more like, really like New York, probably. And there's lots of different type of people that are there because of trade and because, that, you know, because things are happening there, just like, just like in a place like New York. There's a lot of things that are happening in the society. It's a hustle and bustle city. And there is uh, the, the, the roots of Christianity are beginning uh, to settle in. And there are people that are coming to know Christ. And there's kind of two factions of people that are coming to know Jesus at this time. Uh, some of them are Jews who have a long heritage of the faith in the Bible. The others are the Gentiles who have a, a heritage of idolatry and paganism and, and haven't ever really known who God the Father was. And these two groups of people, these two unique groups of people, 
are coming to a place where they're, they're being unified under the umbrella of Jesus Christ, but yet they don't know how to dwell together. And so what Paul does is he takes this opportunity to write a letter that addresses the most basic principles of what it means to be a Christian. Okay, are you guys with me so far? Of what it means to be saved, of what it means to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and all of the implications that come along with that. Um, has anybody ever bought a house or a car or anything important? There's going to be very few of you in a group this young. You've never bought anything important. Your cell phone, your iPhone is the biggest purchase you've ever made. We can even use that as an example, right? Has anybody ever read any contract from beginning to end? Has anyone ever done that? Right? Will you just summarize this for me real quick? And then the person that's selling you the thing, who has their best interest in mind, is like, oh, sure, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, just, just initial there, initial there. And, and the truth is, um, the, 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 the fine print means something, doesn't it? And so a lot of us, we knew the basics. ABC, Jesus loves me. We knew the basics when we came to a saving knowledge in Jesus Christ and we asked him for forgiveness. We came to him and we said, you know, I know that I am a sinful person. I, I know that outside of you, Jesus, that I will not uh, have access to the Father. I need you. And in simple faith, you said, I repent of my sin and I follow you, Jesus. Yeah? And a lot of us made that decision. But a lot of times, uh, what, it's really important, especially as you grow in your faith, to know the fine print, the implications of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so you grow in the knowledge of the word. And the letter to the Romans was intended to do that, to give them more insight in what it meant to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And the first eight chapters, the part that a lot of you missed, a lot of you caught it, you can catch up online, was about what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And we learned a lot of things about ourselves. We learned that if we knew Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we had direct access to God the Father. Right? We knew that we had acceptance in him. We knew that we had all spiritual blessings in him and that he had put his Holy Spirit inside of us and that he's made us set free from the bondage of sin. And, and we went over and over this. And what we realized is that we are a completely new person. Okay? Thank God, right? Praise God that we are completely made new. Now here we are in Romans chapter 9 and suddenly the, the tone of the letter shifts a little bit. And this is super important. The tone of the letter shifts to, to focus on Israel for a little bit. These people that had, that had grown up knowing God the Father. These people that had known, that had a strong spiritual heritage and a strong understanding of what the Old Testament taught. And yet everything was made new, like, like everything was suddenly different. And the question on the floor that Paul is addressing is, well, what happens to the Jewish people and all of those promises that God gave the Jewish people in the Old Testament? What happens to those things now that Christ is here and it seems as though, it seems as though that heritage, it's not important anymore. And so Paul takes time right here to carve out, carve out space in this letter to address the national salvation of the people of Israel. And how, how one day God is going to redeem an entire nation of people that from the very beginning he gave promises to, that, that God was going to use them to bless the entire world that God was going to grow their people, that he was going to give them a nation and a place to, to, to um, be focused as, a, as a, a light post, as a lighthouse to the whole world of who God was. 
And he had all these promises for them. And this is Paul describing for us how God has not relented from those promises and that he hasn't just forgotten them. And that God isn't just wicked and said, oh, yeah, those things that I promised you before, they're not really important. Let's just forget that. Let's tear the contract up and let it be. God didn't do that. And this part of the letter is about that. And if you misunderstand this part of the letter, 